Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn, joined by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. And uh, we're getting together this week. Just, uh, there's nothing going on or anything. There's no, like, important pressing news. Just thought we would do a second episode, you know, a day after <laughs> the last one that we just did. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of talk about you know, our lives, how things are going. There's not anything going on in college football right now. So, um, you know, just, just thought we'd, we'd just sort of vibe out and, and have a uh, have a nice chill podcast episode bonus episode for everybody about uh nothing in particular no no yeah. you know well no. you know patrick we had plans to record tomorrow but i just went out and had four tacos and four beers with my friends here in brooklyn <laughs> and i was like you know what i'm in brooklyn i've had a couple beers yeah. i've had some white people making tacos for me uh-huh I've got a podcast. I've yeah. got to hit the trifecta. Yeah, only in New York can you have four beers, uh, tacos made by white people, and then go home and record a podcast. You can only do that in New York. And so, um, it's true. It's true. And I did, in fact, I didn't tell you this before we recorded. Uh, I did cancel plans the woman I was going to see tonight in order to record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately too hyped up to talk about it, but I want to get the content out first. So I was like, oh, I'll see her tomorrow. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, let me crack a beer. You hang on. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's hear it. <laughs> that's awesome. I would really like to imagine a world where she hears this this episode and she she. Uh... Oh yeah, there's no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does not know I have a podcast. <laughs> probably, probably for the best. Oh yeah, let's go. Um, so uh, I'm drinking, Patrick. You can't see it. I'll show you here. Yeah, I have a protein shake, oh and a beer, and a water. Oh uh, man, to make sure I hit all my beverage consumption. And I'm ready to fucking roll. Let's man. get into this. Yeah, I've I've got to go to the gym tonight, or else I would I would join you with a nice BL, but I'm not uh not going to. Um, you were lifting with alcohol in your system? You ever tried it? <laughs> no. Is it? I gotta tell you, some lifts it's not worth it. Uh, yeah. But if you're a conventional deadlifter, try having one beer before the gym. It's a okay. nice little. It's a nice little mix. It's a little boost. Yeah. Yesterday was leg day. Little, today, today is more chest. Okay. I, don't, I don't know that that would work super well for chest. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I, off on Fridays this summer, so I kind of keep my deadlifting days for Fridays. Yeah. It's fun to just go all out, and I don't drink before them usually because that is insane and alcoholic to do. Yeah. But uh, sometimes there have been a couple times where. I like had lunch with a friend and had a surprise beer and then had to yeah. go lift afterwards. Yeah, snuck up on you. And uh, yeah, so just had one and had one in my system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they call that the uh, the poster's dilemma right there. Is you, know, <laughs> you don't want to not have the lunch beer, but it's you know, you're just gonna have to fight through it. Yeah, I think that'd be really funny if I dropped the bar on my chest because I had one Bud Light. Just <laughs> being the life choking out of me. Where are you from? Freaking California. <laughs> Did you see that tweet going around today? The guy replied to John Wilner about. Uh, about the California schools being too liberal to be good at football. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll read it on the, let me just read it on the podcast really quick. Um, <laughs> That's so good. Too. We have, did he delete it? Don't tell me he deleted oh, it. Oh man. Yeah. The, the, um, the big 10 famously conservative conference. Yeah. A bunch of really conservative schools in the big 10. <laughs> God damn it! He deleted the post. Oh man, um, that's too bad. Was it that fucking? Sad. Was it that Nick Adams guy who's always talking about how Ennis Cantor would have won the Celtics the championship if they had him on the team? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pretty good bit, honestly. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you gotta have your thing, and his thing is. Uh... You, we, we should we should do a full podcast one day about Gulenism. What is? Yeah. What is that? Uh, it, it's a little complicated to get into, but I grew up in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, where a Let's call him a dissident to the uh, Turkish government under Erdogan uh, lives. His last name was Gulen. 
Um, he's also well known for running the biggest charter school scam in the United States history. Okay. It's still ongoing, in fact, and has awesome. scammed uh, the Pennsylvania and Ohio governments out of hundreds of millions of dollars for like fake charter schools. But we keep him here because like he's an ally of the CIA and they're like quest against Erdogan kind of, but also they kind of like Erdogan. It's a really weird relationship. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Enos Cantor is a, a Gulenist, a big supporter uh, of Gulen. Uh. He has a full cult going to in like rural PA. It's like, they kind of set up an Amish country. They're like, yeah, these people are kind of cool with whatever goes on around them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it in full someday. I'll uh, talk about right. Gulenist in the and podcast. We'll get DJ on and talk about it. He's doing he knows a, a bit about it too. He's doing a protection, a protection racket for the Amish. He's, <laughs> I'll keep you people safe if you let me all up here. Oh man, that's awesome! It's a uh, my the my the best kind of American scam is one that is ongoing, right? Where it's like people know that it's a scam, oh, yeah. and yet it just keeps on moving. <laughs> it doesn't even doesn't even matter. Openly, a yeah, scam. a scam. How about freaking Congress, Patrick? That's right. Anyway, um, you all know why we're here. Uh, five minutes into the show, we have not said why we're here, but you all know why we're here. Uh, USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten beginning in the 2024 football season. It seems like uh, mm-hmm. I, I've seen the wording people used is as soon as. That just means that they're joining in 2024. I don't even know why. Correct. They, well, I don't even know why they say that. It's just a thing that we say. But, yeah, they're going to join as soon as they possibly can because that's what these t- – it's never not that. They always do that. Um, and, but, honestly, you have to question here if they want it bad enough, right? If they're waiting yeah. two full seasons, like, are these guys serious about it? <laughs> What I have seen, and I don't want to dive into this because I don't care. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know about this uh, as a regular person, but it's a TV deal related thing. Um, yeah, Pac- of course it is. It's yeah, always the, TV related deal. But like, up is you really want to wait until after Nebraska gets its next savior after Scott Frost is gone? Yeah. I mean, you want to get in and current scott frost yeah i don't even know i mean at that point you're gonna they're gonna have lots of momentum under the new coach who has he started the the california to nebraska revolution back up and now usc can't even recruit in their own you know their own territory oh yeah because nebraska is getting punked by tom herman by 30 yeah. points in lincoln it's first well, season. listen if it's tom herman then we maybe we're maybe we got something cooking um but uh yeah usc and ucla are joining the big 10 it, it's it's sort of uh, hard to fully grasp the scope of this because it's very strange like it, it's I, I i still really hasn't set into me how strange this is that usc and ucla are joining the big 10 i guess it's really in the grand scheme of things not that strange relative to what has happened in the last year and change in college football but um it, it seems like a pretty big deal we're not going to talk about the boring shit the tv contracts it is it's fucking insane not to do media criticism an hour but it's fucking insane that that's the way that every national outlet talks about things like this is through tv contracts who gives a shit yeah but, but i get that it doesn't really matter but you kind of have to talk about because that's what that's what's driving it right? i think like, i think it's that, what's making the decision for everybody else i think that there should be like two or three guys who have to talk about it and then everybody else can just talk about the thing that everybody actually cares about which is football but the, it's like everybody's doing fucking tv contract talk it sucks it's boring who cares if i wanted that i'd go to one the, of two guys who actually knows what they're talking about well yeah they're eating the whole buffalo yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're eating the whole hog by only ever talking about TV contracts. Yeah. Um, I'm actually also, I had planned this weekend, I didn't tell you this, to go on vacation to go eat some whole buffalo. Uh-huh, and this um, just this disrupted your vacation plan. You, this was, you, haven't go, you haven't been on vacation in two, three weeks. I don't know how you're going to handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's leave it there. Um, yeah, so, okay. Um, 
Uh, UCLA and USC have been a part of the Pac-12 since 1915. Yeah, they were sort it's of. It's been 107 years. Yeah, kind of. When you think of the Pac-12, you think of you. It's it's like if Ohio State and Michigan left the Big Ten for the Pac-12. It's it's very jarring. This is that was the Pac-12. Is those two teams? Yeah. Yeah. It would be like if the traditional like uh, home of Yugoslavia was splintered into several different countries in the Balkan region. Damn, that'd be crazy. It'd be kind of like that. <laughs> that would be crazy if that <laughs> happened. Um, this is, uh, I think, they're not going to, you know, say it as this because they don't want to. They don't want to say that they're competing directly with the SEC because they're embarrassed to be competing. That's that's uh, below the Big Ten is to compete for things. But this is you know directly a response to the SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma right, um, and I think a pretty good one, <laughs> a pretty impressive response. And, and I want to point out like a lot of people were making fun of like the whole alliance thing online today, which is fair. It's, it was very funny. Yeah. But they're making fun of like I, those same people are making fun of it in the context of like, wow, like this pussy big 10 conference is going to go after anybody. Like when, when the SEC just did it. Yeah. Like if you thought they just weren't working on anything, they were just hanging out after that happened. You're a fucking idiot. Come on. Like yeah. I know the reports that are saying USC and UCLA contacted the big 10 to ask them to join. If you think they contacted them and agreed to join today and just put it together like that, you were so goddamn stupid. Yeah. Like I, I'm going it, to, it's just, that's not how these things work. Um, but yeah, I, I think in, in terms of, of, uh, firstly, I, incredible that this didn't drop before now. I don't know how they pulled that off. That's hard to do. John Wilder, as I'll say this, John Wilder's a dog. Yeah. He's, gotta a, give it to yeah, him. he's a dog. He that, beat they, everyone this. that they kept this away from him for so, for so long is really impressive because from the sounds of it, they've been doing this for more than a year now, uh, working on this. I guess it's sort of how it was with the sec and, and OU in Texas. Um, I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think that a lot of these conferences still had it in them to do that kind of thing. You, you don't think of, of very many institutions in this sport as being competent enough to pull something like this off uh, without it immediately link, leaking as soon as they even start conversations about it. So I, I guess credit to them there. Um, but when you and I knew, when we used to intern in Kevin Warren's office, we knew he was capable of this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We saw we saw that the uh, the dark side of Kevin Warren that, that, that America has not yet seen until today. Um, the uh, Yeah, the, and you, I mean, you got really up close and personal with his dark underbelly. Design. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I we, we did sort of a, in his, his lair, where he had a whole bunch of gold coins and artifacts and things. He actually, uh, we, we had a, a, a really large duel, and I eventually got to his... His, uh, his soft underbelly with my my big uh, rapier and that was that was it for him for a little while I put mm-hmm. him out of commission um, and unfortunately and I that's was, why I that's why we terminated. got this podcast yeah yeah that's uh, unfortunately I was terminated from the position but I did slay Kevin Warren for a brief period of time he always comes back he yeah. always comes back yeah gotta, um gotta twist the but knife. no man uh, what's more shocking to you is that this move go with these two teams going to the Big Ten or is it uh, Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. <sighs> Probably this because I didn't think that the Big Ten was very competent. Like I, I figured that they were working on something, but I knew the SEC could make big moves. I had seen the SEC do it. I have not seen the Big Ten make like a big move in a really long time, right? I, I guess you could say that Nebraska was, but um, Nebraska sucks at every sport that it plays and isn't a valuable product. Maryland Rutgers 
were brought in for they're the really six- good they're really good at volleyball right yeah they're really good at women's volleyball and they have a decent wrestling team um maryland and rutgers were brought in for tv for tv you know markets which immediately became not important in determining tv contract value uh like literally <laughs> not, not immediately but your larger point is right <laughs> was, i haven't argued with this all day like our like good friend uh, i don't know if you know him actually he's my good friend uh sean brown from 24 7 okay uh who's the best rutgers guy in the in the market uh-huh. uh good dude but he replied to me just like making fun of me for making fun of Rutgers mm-hmm. and then like you know we were just joking around and unfortunately like 20 Rutgers Cretans hopped in my comments too God. saying like and that they weren't even saying like we're valuable to conference we're good at football they were just like we made you this money like you're rich because of us like oh if you didn't have the big 10 or if you didn't have the new york new jersey metro markets and uh <laughs> washington dc baltimore metro markets you'd be fucked dude thing that uh, literally that doesn't the, that's what yeah, thing that literally <laughs> doesn't exist anymore the, the fucking tv market <laughs> yeah god yeah and that's the thing is like this is not trying to get into like tv business it's a concept on the, on the show i think we did this last year but like carriage fees which are like regional essentially fees like you know, if it's a if a network is a baseline part of your cable package, you pay an X amount of money that goes to the network. Yeah. Those are going to not exist very soon. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they already don't in like YouTube TV and stuff like that. Like, yeah, which which makes this move interesting because it I think like Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC is is one of the first realignment moves that we're seeing and, and this was this last cycle was sort of defined by this this is a value play this is about being better at a sport this is about bringing more eyes to the sport not through markets which is not a thing that's going to matter anymore uh, but through having compelling matchups specifically in football obviously they're going to play other sports but um, all of this realignment has been football driven and we're, we're seeing a new uh, thinking behind it, sort of like the Sunbelt thinking from the early 2010s, which proved correct, which is just, we're just going to go get valuable programs, just programs that win football games or programs that have a lot of fans and, and could, in theory, win football games in UCLA's case, um, and hope that we can make a better product that then draws more attention. That that seems to be the new, the new model. Um, I think it's certainly... Uh, I don't know if I want to say it's better or worse. I think it's just different. Uh, it probably creates more compelling football games, even if they are less regionally significant, I guess. It's the trade-off. But this feels to me very similar in, in, in nature, and I think that it's a move that the Big Ten really at this stage kind of needed. Um, the Big Ten was not going to die by any means. The Big Ten is not going to die anytime. Yeah, the Big think. Ten was still going to be very rich. It was yeah. going to be good, but it was just going to like steadily falter in perception right yeah the big 10 is not it, it has already so it, it's fallen well below the sec in terms of its its you know public perception for good reason because it can't win any important football games um and usc and ucla don't immediately fix that but those are very very valuable programs that could in theory be very good and could make the conference better um in a way that i'm and not look, sure too, like yes that's that's true also but it's also keep away, right? Like yeah. the Big Ten, yes, has not won any important football games, but like every year where it gets to spend twice as much than any other conference on its coaches, on its facilities, on whatever it may be, on, on like eventually giving money to players. Like the more that happens, the more the less those things have like current, like stuff has to be subsidized by boosters and that money can be given to recruits, improves the stay of the conference, makes it more likely they do win big games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, you know, you're you're betting on the fact that you and one other guy have all of the money, and eventually the other guy will lose. <laughs> you know, you you got like it's going to be pretty even, I think, right? The Big Ten and the SEC, it might be 
just about neck and neck um, for for uh, how, how do you mean uh, for money brought in? Oh, money brought in, yeah, definitely yes. neck and not neck, for right? football not quality. The Big Ten has a whole bunch of bad yeah. football coaches, and the SEC doesn't. Um, but it, they have plenty of bad coaches, just not as many. <laughs> not as many, and they have uh, serious football fan bases instead of the people who are rooting for Big Ten teams. Um, most of them, there are fan bases. We're, work, we're working on there it. Are, Honestly, the 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 ongoing. A red stateization of the middle of the country is pretty good for Big Ten football. <laughs> it hasn't been so far. <laughs> it's kind of it's this is this is a lagging indicator. Uh huh. But uh, I won't get into that. I'll get into that theory another time. Podcast. I think that would be fun is a, uh, a like a, a a pivot chart that has the uh, the which party was in office when Big Ten teams won national championships. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, can someone if you're a listener to this can you put that together <laughs> yeah, for if us you, if you're one of our spreadsheet guys can you can you get us uh figures on on um which presidential you know which, which party being in power is most beneficial for which leagues right here's um, what whoever runs the intelligence department of the big 10 conference needs to be planting a trump-like figure inside the ohio high school coaches association <laughs> And get these motherfuckers to start playing spring football. Yeah. That is the biggest yeah. thing holding the Big Ten back as a conference. Is yeah. Ohio has started to suck more in player development because it's like one of like four states in the country that's spring football because they're full of pussies. Yeah, it's it's obscene. But it, it, it just on that last point on that last. <laughs> oh, that was too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> last thing on that last point. Um it is very funny that we can say factually that the the uh, Obama administration was incredibly good for SEC football, given the <laughs> surge of Alabama. Um, you're I, you're many, hearing that more. Many, and more. Are, many are saying that there was a direct correlation between Barack Obama being the president and Alabama being good at football. Um, and I'm not saying that the two are connected, but I'm not not saying that. Um, so, and, and you know what else? You know what else? Barack Obama kept Joe Manchin in line. Joe Brandon can't do anything about it. And and Nick Saban continues to increase his reign. Uh, I know somebody you know, who's got a, yeah. I, I know somebody who's got power in West Virginia. It's Nick Saban. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know who else is from West Virginia? Is Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. He won championships under Barack Obama. Yeah. Yep. You, it makes you think for sure. I don't know what it makes you think about, but it makes you think for sure. Um, <laughs> it is making me think, certainly. That's going to be the next campaign promise in 2024. It's going to be that Auburn's going to be really fucking good at football if you vote for Democrats. You know what? When, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Barack Obama was president, West Virginia kicked the shit out of Clemson in a, yeah. in a NY6 bowl game. Yeah, you guys have to be thinking about this when you go to the polls. Is this going to make West Virginia better at football? It's hard to say, but you never now, know. Now, you know? Patrick has never voted. Uh-huh. I can't. I'm not. Yeah, vote. yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a felon, and also I'm not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> He's a 17 year old felon. Yeah. But you guys, if you are in line to vote for yeah, the if, if you, race, <laughs> stay in line. If you're in line to make Clemson better or worse at football, stay in line. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. To see your point about being even on money. Sorry, get back to that. <laughs> Uh, most projections I've seen had them like the SEC and Big Ten are both whatever whatever media deals they end up signing because the Big Ten does not sign yet the SEC is yeah they're both going to cross the hundred million dollar per year threshold by twenty twenty six yeah which is also as I recall at the year that the the uh, playoff gets renegotiated yeah Big Ten's uh, for reference is up in twenty twenty three um we're not going to dive into the details on that it's going to be a lot of fucking money it's going to be an obscene amount of money. Yeah, I guess I can do 30 seconds on it if you want. But yeah, like, sure. basically, uh, ABC slash ESPN, uh, Fox, CBS, and NBC are all heavily involved. And I like, saw, all have a reason they need that. There was like, a report. Fox, 
there was a report today yeah, that Apple is also involved again. I don't believe in Apple buying anything ever yeah. until it actually does it, but they are worth mentioning. There's no need to. I, I like Fox has invested so much they cannot afford to lose it. They will pay whatever it takes. Yeah. Like Fox will have part of these rights. Yeah. Uh, a large part. And like the NB- NBC is desperately looking for rights to the parent that are name allegedly. Uh, CBS lost the SEC and need kind of afternoon content to fill in. Yeah. Uh, ESPN, uh, I think there's a mutual understanding there under among ESPN where like ESPN doesn't want to be viewed as a one league like conference like network. That's kind of bad for them long term. Yeah. It does. It, it's they already had that perception, but they can't actually do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like uh, uh, the uh, likewise, like the Big Ten has probably seen what happened to the NHL in the years they were off ESPN. Whenever mm-hmm. like co- like you know highlights of hockey just dipped and people didn't really talk about hockey yeah and, and, and now it's not it wouldn't be the same up. necessarily but it would not be good yeah yeah it's it's interesting because it seems like fox does not have that same interest as espn does it seems like fox is actually actively seeking out being the big 10 network right like it, it which is it, pretty funny yeah, yeah which is very funny <laughs> espn wants to i mean i guess if you're fox you know that you're not going to be the top dog in terms of like the thing synonymous with sports. Um, so you might as well be the top dog for one specific conference and trying instead of trying to come off as impartial. Um, like they have yeah. not come off as impartial at all in the last four or five years as they've been doing this. It's been like, I'd say it's actually, actually extremely stilted and very bad coverage, <laughs> generally speaking. I mean, not to make um, it too obvious, but like Fox is trying to win the old white guy market. Like they yeah. still have the World Series. They have pro football. They have Big Ten, Pac-12, and Big 12 college football. Which, like, come mean, on. Like, uh, what were what we talking about here? I mean, honestly, the SEC is the is the real nug there, but I, I, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, the guess, SEC, I would argue, I bet has a more diverse fan base than the Big Ten does. Jesus Christ. Brutal. Brutal setup that we've got here today. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> I mean, do you think I'm wrong? No, but, oh boy, that's tough. That's a tough... Uh, I'm just I'm picturing like the old Miss tailgate crowd, and that's that's a hard bar to clear. But yeah, I mean, of course, the, right. the, the people I, at the universities in the SEC are much less diverse than a Big Ten school. Well, and like I have I have also walked around Ohio State pregame. It's it's close. It's uh, close. I it's, went to school there. I'll I'll, uh, I'll fight you on this one. You are over on you are on the you are on the actual campus and, parts. I'm talking about at the game when you are walking around the game. It is a lot of mid fifties white people, like a, a really true. unbelievable amount of them. Sure. How could there possibly be this many? That kind of thing. <laughs> I think it's even worse than the SEC. I really do. Yeah. Who cares? Doesn't and, matter. Anyway, um, not the point. <laughs> yeah. Look, they're going to get really fucking rich. And those yeah. estimates of them crossing 100 million by 2026 had them, I think, at that time, about five or 10 million behind the SEC. Um, with the SEC projected to hit a high of 117 million by 2030 and the Big Ten 102 million by 2030. Mm-hmm. So, according to Navigate, which is a sports data firm. Um, that's more than twice as much as any other power five conference. Um, I think the most generous estimates from anybody have those three conferences paying like $55 million per school per year uh, by the end of the the next decade of 2030. And that's what the big 10 and sec are already making right now. Yeah. Uh, like that gap, I am not to talk too much about TV money, but like, that's a big fucking deal. And that's before the big 10 adds USC or UCLA. Yeah. It's significant. And yeah, the, the big tens figures for this next one, like I said, will be, um, absurd. Uh, I yeah. do. I wonder. And they also like, always sign six-year deals, which doesn't renegotiate very frequently, and kind of set the market every year. Yeah, doing this and then the playoff resetting in in two the two years after is going to be very interesting. Um, Especially I, if now you assume it's like if it's a twelve-team model. Yeah. The Big Ten and SEC get like. Six. Let's say the SEC gets six teams, the Big Ten gets four, and everyone else gets two. Jesus Christ! Like very bleak. 
<laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna keep like they're just gonna keep getting richer yeah, i mean christ just play the big 10 champion against the sec champion what are we doing why are we <laughs> fucking around with this let everybody else play a playoff and then just have these two play a championship game who cares i don't need to see oh. eight sec teams in the playoff <laughs> yeah i could just watch sec I, I football know. it's fine I want there to be some kind of like demeaning gladiatorial combat where like we make the coaches fight for the last two spots yeah that would be cool um that's what they do in the nba <laughs> and it works really well um where did where the fuck did they spend all this money? Where's this gonna go? I like not to break the game or anything. Where does this go? How could you possibly need all this money? Where's it gonna go? Yeah, that's the problem. Is like, uh, is Ohio State gonna be paying? Like, is Ryan Day about to be making eighteen million fucking dollars a year because he's not worth five million dollars? They're gonna be paying three times as much as he's worth. Yeah, it appears to be going all towards like support staff increasing. Like we're just getting they're getting bigger recruiting yeah. staffs and more like analysts on hand but like that has a point of diminishing returns right like you only hit so yeah. much like, even the nfl has a certain number of coaches right like if you're hiring as many coaches as an nfl team like they got those guys still suck sometimes too yeah there's a point where it's no longer valuable to have 30 guys running around with their heads cut off like it's not and they're hitting that point like yeah. they're hitting that point real fast yeah and so i and... wonder like do... I know that this is a stupid question. It would never actually happen. But is there a point where one of these conferences gets together, all the teams get together, it would be the SEC, and says, hey, we have more money than we know what to do with. Why don't we just start paying the players? Why don't we just pass a conference rule that we can just pay the players a salary? That's interesting. And I think, like, man. Because you have the money for it. The NCAA has no power. You, It's it's all it's, it's college football federalism. All of the conferences have power to declare whatever they fucking want. You could just do that. Well, here's our and head. specifically too, and specifically the SEC because, like, say what you want about the Big Ten, might be morons, but like, they do care about other college sports, right? They, yeah. These guys all run 30, 40 sports teams. Yeah, like, SEC does not. The SEC has like fucking twelve teams of school. They don't give a shit about anything except yeah. football and basketball. Yeah, and they, baseball. Yeah, they they have they they have no qualms with <laughs> with doing that, and that would be that's the thing that would give you that's uh, legitimately would give you a a a uh, uh, you know a heads up on the to- on the competition rather than. NIL, which is, I think we both agreed, not really all that big of a deal compared to what people make it out to be. But if an entire conference right. is paying a salary to every player on their team, uh, that would make a difference. <laughs> that would that would that would make a difference. I, I just don't think that's the model any university wants. No, they like, don't. They want, don't want the employee model. No, they don't want that. But I I wonder at what point you have so much money you don't even know where else to put. There's nowhere else to put it. There's no. Like, I guess <laughs> is it different to allow players to negotiate for a fraction of the media deal like does that make them employees to say like hey you have an image and likeness we're displaying an image and likeness you should be able to negotiate for part of it uh, is that a different thing than to say you are an employee of us i don't know that's interesting that would be very i don't know how that would be ruled i really don't um yeah i have no concept of it either and I, I like here's the thing is like is there a, is there i don't a know that at the college that? level i don't think the players necessarily they want to get paid but do they want to be employees either? Like, do you as an 18-year-old, if you pick the wrong school, do you want to be under contract there if your coach leaves and you're like, fuck, you're ready for development? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I would. I, like, it, you want health insurance, you want all that shit, but like... Yeah. It, it's interesting. I think that the media deal thing could make sense. That could be the kind of thing that, that could sweeten the pot for sure. I don't know how that would look. Um, I don't know if there's a parallel for that anywhere where <laughs> you're getting a, a share of income that the that the organization that you are working within uh, is generating, but you are not getting it as an employee. You're just getting it <laughs> as like a share. Well, there's what like some companies have something called virtual equity, right? Where you have equity where you're a member of the company, but not afterwards. Okay. 
would it would it function that way? Like while you're a member of the team, you have virtual equity, you have a X percent share, you get 0.12% of Ohio State's media revenue, and then uh, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Like I, yeah. I'm just talking out loud. I have no clue. I mean, I get like literally. I guess you could justify that as being nil. There's what do you what's the NCAA gonna do? It doesn't exist. It's not real. You could just say, yeah, they're getting paid for their names, images, and likenesses. That's what the money is for. And Fox is doing it. This is an NIL deal with Fox. It's not with us. I mean, yeah. you could, what's, what's stopping them from doing that? Um, I'm sure that there's a rule that says you can't, but I don't know that. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem like there are very many. So I, I guess you could just do that. Why not just do that? I don't know. I, I mean, like... It seems to me. It seems like it, it seems like it may go that way. But the question is, like, are the schools ever going to give up their control? And I think I, I think it's just ceding control in a way they don't want to do it as a principle. Yeah. And it's also almost like an honor among thieves thing, where if any one of them does it, the rest have to. Yeah. And that is, I know we're already breaking the sport by saying, hey, there's going to be two super conferences that are way richer than everybody else, and everyone else can kind of eat dog turds. Yeah. But like, to actually break it down. To where you have two conferences paying their players, yeah, and you everyone have, else is barely bro- like too broke to afford. Yeah, you that. have a literal actual professional league <laughs> developing in college Yeah, football. and playing against teams that can't yeah. do that and can't get play- like yeah. that is a big difference. I mean, you start having professional teams playing against. It, it would be like having D one teams play D three teams. Like, it, that it, is a big difference. Yeah, that it's, doesn't it's, happen. It's definitely an, an honor amongst thieves thing. I do wonder, like is there a team who would like a school that would do this, right? Like a school that really wants to get a national championship. I think there are some guys who have itchy trigger fingers in this sport who might see all that TV money coming in and then in the athletic department and think, you know, I, I know a way we could get a national title real quick. Hey, Auburn boosters. I know a way we could get a national title real quick. <laughs> right. Um, which I would be, I'd be curious about. I, I don't know. I, I guess here's my, sorry to cut you off, but another thought here is like, do you even have to actually pay the money? If you're just the head coach and you're in recruiting saying like, man, uh, I sure wish we could get, I'm trying really hard to negotiate with my school to let you guys get some of this media money. I'm working on it. I'm really trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> putting in the work. Would that just give you uh, enough of a recruiting bump that it, it might be worth it by itself? Interesting as a potential selling point. I mean, you're not going to get in trouble for it because there's no entity that can do that. Um, so yes. you might as well. If you're a college football coach listening to this in the SEC or Big Ten, here's some free game. We're giving you free game on the recruiting trail right now. Yeah. You can just say and, But that. you do have to invoice Hoping the Field Consultancy if you do Yeah, this. we're going to need a percentage as well. That's part of the deal. We're going to need... Um, how's five? Equal part. Equal yeah, part. Whatever but, the players get, we get the same. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to get five each of the media deal <laughs> okay each okay. of us are gonna get five percent conference that's that's plenty you guys are still getting 90 percent. it's fine but it's just you know toss us a couple mil it's fine it's fine there's no problem with tossing flipping the field a couple mil um so i think that the honestly the more interesting thing about this is the football part of it and the what's next part of it for realignment and then what that would then mean for football um i have seen a lot of schools thrown around today like pretty much every school that exists in college football has been mentioned as oh they might be going to the big 10 if they're not in the sec um but we have narrowed it down here to a list of let's see um about 12 teams that are aau members critically or or I think they're all AAU members. And one, one other. One of yeah, them is okay. one of them is not, but is considered basically. I mean, it's on that level. Um, 
AAU members, I don't think we need to define every podcast on earth tells you about this, uh, that the Big Ten wants AAU members because it's a, it's a research thing. Um, I don't think we need to talk about it any more than that. But these schools all hit that qualification except for one, which is Notre Dame, which is the, the top one on our list here. Um, Notre Dame's kind of a big one, I think. This is sort of seems like the uh, I, I've seen talked about by I think it was John Wilner who broke this this news originally. Um, Heather Dennis, everyone, every, yeah, everyone who's talked about this, <laughs> everyone who has reported on this has mentioned that um, seems like Notre Dame is kind of interested in all of the things that are happening. Notre Dame's rivals are now almost exclusively in the Big Ten with USC, with Michigan, with Michigan State. Uh, I guess to, Stanford's the only exception, right? Yeah, Stanford, Stanford and Boston College, um, which we will talk about Stanford in a little bit. Um, but it, it's uh, you know we won't talk about Boston College. No, <laughs> certainly not. Um, you know who you know who's not a member of the AAU Boston College. You know who is the goddamn Boston University Fighting Terriers. Shout yeah. out to all of my friends who are alumni of the Boston University. I don't know if it's the Fighting Terriers, just Terriers. One of those. I don't have any interest in learning. Yeah, um, don't tell us. But, but shout out to those guys. If you know, congratulations. <laughs> good, good for you. That's awesome, man. Um, so Notre Dame is the big one here. Notre Dame is the. Uh, I mean, it's been the dream of the Big Ten for since Catholics became accepted in American society. So ten or fifteen years ago, um, the uh, the the Joe Dred- Brandon's America, dude. Notre Dame went to conference <laughs> and Joe Brandon's America. I mean, what else can you say? Oh the ca- the papists have won at that yeah, point. Yeah, the papists. All have the won. worst fears of of the clan have come true. The dreaded papists. Yeah. Um, by the clan, I mean every Protestant in America. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Notre Dame is the big one for obvious reasons. Notre Dame is in itself worth um, about as much money as any program in college football, just as a as a football program, as a product, as a TV entity, as whatever you want to say. I mean, it, it is, if not the most national brand in college football it is top two or three right it's you know notre dame ohio state texas usc alabama right um and the big 10 would very much like to have notre dame seems like the acc would very much like to have notre dame that seems less likely now because the acc is uh broke the acc has no money yeah the the acc the the difference is is like the acc needs notre dame the big 10 wants notre dame And, and like if you have been in any kind of a dating situation in your life, you know that does not work out well for the ACC. <laughs> no, no, the ACC is not in a good spot here. Yeah, the ACC is standing outside Notre Dame's window with the boom box, and Notre Dame is not home. Yeah. Notre Dame has gone somewhere else. <laughs> uh, basically, the ACC commissioner is going to start posting like red pilled uh, like uh, memes where he's like, he's like, brother, like your ex girlfriend <laughs> is getting raw dog right now, and she just it slipped out and she put it back in. You need to go work on yourself and get in the gym. Yeah, yeah. He's posting that kind of yeah, stuff. Notre, the, the ACC is posting about how Notre Dame never picks the nice conferences. It's <laughs> 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 oh, Notre Dame only yeah. likes assholes. That's awesome. Um, but I did. By the way, I mentioned this earlier. By the way, I just saw he's the only person, as far as I can tell, to explicitly tweet this. Ross Dellinger posted. Several schools, most of them from the Pac-12, most of them is a key word I want to point out here. Most of them from the Pac-12 have contacted the Big Ten about joining the conference. <laughs> cool. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if that call even fucking went through for some of them. Like Oregon yeah. State making the call. Big Ten's like, what? You said you said there's an Oregon State now? I don't even know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's fun. I'm sure that that's going to work out really well for Arizona State. I think that they're probably oh. they probably have a really great shot at getting into the Big Ten. Yeah, I did angrily quote tweet a Brett Murphy tweet earlier. I had to delete it because I read it wrong. Yeah, where he said Arizona State was talking about the big about the Big Ten, and it actually turns out he said the Big Twelve. I was uh, like, there's no fucking way yeah. those Arizona State morons are getting the Big Ten. Yeah, that makes uh, more sense. The Big Twelve is, uh, I think, a, a great place for the Arizona States of the world. <laughs> well, look, I, I guess let's talk. Okay, Saturday really quick. Yeah. The, the biggest thing here, not to get too far to TV money stuff, because I know you hate this, but yeah. like, it's what matters. The data we have in Notre Dame is that whenever they play the nine game conference schedule in the ACC in the 2020 season, instead of the five game they usually play, it gave them an extra, gave the ACC an extra $80 million. This is playing against like Jesus. the ACC, which is arguably the most poorly viewed conference in college football, has a lot of very small, tiny schools. Yeah. Uh, you can assume if that's a Big Ten or or Pac-12 or SEC schedule, that's like $30 million per game. Yeah. Uh, they're adding, they're playing. That is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That is a whole lot of money. There's very few conferences, very few uh, teams as valuable. Um, a Notre Dame-Ohio State game, Notre Dame-Michigan game. Notre Dame-Michigan is the most attentive game in the history of college football, as I recall it. Yeah. Uh, it was like 111,000 people or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Notre Dame-Ohio State, Notre Dame-Michigan, Notre Dame-USC – uh, you know, Notre Dame against Nebraska or Wisconsin. These are all huge games that are in region and are yeah. very popular. Uh, they matter a lot. I mean, Notre and Dame, Notre Dame, Penn State too. Not to, I mean, Notre Dame, Penn State, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Like Notre Dame's functionally an East Coast school. Yeah. Like I know it's in Indiana, but like they carry themselves as an East Coast school. Yeah. And the Big Ten is now the premier conference of the East Coast. Like, sorry to the losers of the ACC, but uh, I'm not sorry. I don't care about the ACC. <laughs> You're right. I, I fucking don't, hate I don't, that. I don't give a fuck them. about the second uh, ratings. There's some, we talked about this last year with the grant of rights, right? And whether or not Notre Dame was now, because of what they signed in 2020, it seemed there was an exclusivity clause where if they were to join a football conference, they could only join the ACC until this expires in 2035, whatever it is. Yeah. A lot of people, including Heather Denich and David Hale, now appear to be reporting that is not quite the case. Yeah. And if Notre Dame buys itself out of its non-football grant of rights with the ACC, it can just leave Mm -hmm. and do whatever it wants. The non-football grant of rights is still expensive, but it's $120 million roughly is the number I've seen throw it around. I've seen as high as 150, as low as 100. Yeah. That is basically the difference in what Notre Dame would make in revenue in two seasons, joining the Big Ten as opposed to being in the ACC. Yeah, which is the thing to understand with all of this, right? Like I have seen some people talking about um, uh, you know, uh, what about uh, non-revenue sport travel to UCLA or USC or vice versa, right? It doesn't matter. Um, the, all of that stuff, this, the buying out the grant of rights, things like that, uh, it doesn't matter. This is, it's not real. That money is not real. It will not impact them in the, in the slightest. It is, to, to spend $120 million for Notre Dame right now is a tall, it, it's, it's, they're throwing a dime in the bucket, right? Like this is fucking nothing. It, it's the, uh, the value of, of joining the, Big Ten for USA, UCLA, and potentially a Notre Dame is astronomical <laughs> compared to what they would have to spend in the short term. I mean, you, it's it's a number so large that it's really not even worth thinking about because of like you know adding years onto this. It's not like they would be joining for one year. This is they right. they would like have the, this value the every year. year, twenty year net for them on joining is like a billion dollars. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a it's a comical amount of money. <laughs> it's like it's uh, this is this would be nothing to do. This would be tremendously easy for Notre Dame to justify. Yeah, let alone the fact like Notre Dame almost by virtue of joining 
would likely become a member of the AAU, which like, yeah. you want to talk about real money. We're talking about a billion dollars over 10, 15 years, Notre Dame. Yeah. It, right now, like schools like Ohio State uh, and, and uh, like USC, now a Big Ten member, and Michigan are making at or over a billion dollars per year in research funding. Yeah. Notre Dame is currently like in the $350, $400 million range, which it, by joining the AAU and the academic uh, alliance of the Big Ten, they could literally double that number in the next two, three, four years. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it's insane. That's why the um, why the Big Ten likes the AAU so much, and why it is so important that it continues to pull AAU uh, members in, is because the AAU is the uh, the money faucet in college athletics. That is as much as anything that you could find in in not college athletics, but just just the the collegiate sphere in general. That is where it comes from. That is it's it's it is an never-ending sink of money that just goes directly to your university every year yeah that's the size of it um but i guess on on the other side of it like i don't know i guess have we talked about the au on the podcast yeah we just found yeah i think i think we we did on last year's tv show um okay if you if you didn't hear that which by the way go back and listen we are i feel pretty good what we said on that one based on i think we said basically exactly Uh, that this was gonna happen (laughs) yeah uh, the AAU is the uh, American Association of Universities, sorry, Association of American Universities, which is essentially the, I think it's what, about 80 schools. It's it's the best, uh, sorry, 63 universities um, in the United States. It is essentially just the best research universities in North America. Yeah. Uh, there's two in Canada as well, McGill and University of Toronto, but the rest are American. Uh, it, it is the best of the best academically and research funding wise. Uh, every Big Ten member except Nebraska is a member of the AAU. Nebraska was the time they joined, and they were later kicked out because of the way AAU classifies medical school funding. Yeah. Um, what that means essentially is every, because every Big Ten school is at the top of the top in terms of research funding, they all work together and pool their resources bidding for grants. So if you if you, maybe you couldn't win a grant on your own as Illinois, if Illinois and uh, – and Illinois and Northwestern or Illinois and Indiana work together, they may land at just some giant research contract they otherwise wouldn't get by combining their faculties, combining their pitches. It's very common to collaborate these yeah. things. That is a substantial benefit to the members, like hundreds of millions of dollars in federal funding per year benefit for the members. Yes. And everyone and, wants to be in this. Yes. And for Notre Dame, being in the Big Ten by affiliation, um, Notre Dame has the the strength to be an AAU member, but this pushes you over the top. This gets you easily, you know, th- that that sort of status. It should be, yeah. And like honestly, same for another team we're going to. We should probably talk about in the future. I didn't include them in our list above that we'll talk about, but we might want to talk about Florida State in the future too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I may do it at the end of the podcast, but um, yeah. Look, the deal, this deal for Notre Dame on the football front pays for itself in two seasons. On the academic front, it pays for itself overnight. Yeah. Like assuming they can ramp this to, to actually do it correctly and their name's not uh they're not too stupid to hang out with the rest of us yeah. then I, I think that this is like it should be a no-brainer the question is do they still value their independence enough that they want to like let's be honest their name's falling behind in college football right mm-hmm. the whole the whole midwest has fallen behind in college football ohio state michigan penn state wisconsin they are not where they were two decades ago in comparison yep. to the rest of the sport. Yeah. Now, how do you say maybe it's actually probably better than they were two decades ago individually, but like mm. the talent level of the area as a whole has fallen behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is a problem. The way you can, you can't combat population changes and trends. You can just throw money at it. And to do that, you need more money. 
is Notre Dame willing to keep being like a top 15 program that doesn't quite recruit as well as their elite teams, that doesn't have the same coaching, you know, uh, money, that doesn't have the same NIL money, or do they want to actually get serious and try to win games? And like, I think it's yeah. a real question. Yeah, I, I think that there was a, uh, to me right now, this seems likely, right? I don't know how you feel, but I, I think that, I think that adding Notre Dame seems overwhelmingly likely to me at this point. Um, and I think that it's because of a couple of things. It's sort of a confluence of events that all happened in the last six months or so. Um, Notre Dame losing its football coach to LSU because he didn't think that he could win a championship is small potatoes relative to all of the money that we're talking about here. But that, I think, is important to Notre Dame. I think that that was a blow that they were not expecting to ever take. Um, and I think that that did some damage to them, um, just in the in the pride section. And then now the Big Ten going out and getting USC and UCLA. The Big Ten before, its pitch to Notre Dame was its value. But that obviously wasn't enough to sway Notre Dame because Notre Dame is still independent. The pitch now is quite a bit better. <laughs> the pitch to Notre Dame now is... I would say significantly stronger than it has ever been before from the Big yes. Ten. We um, we have your best rivals. We're probably going to work with the network you already work with. Yeah, we're in your region. We're going to make you drastically richer. Yeah. You're still going to be a big dog in the conference. I mean, hell, there's prob- you- there's probably a way that you could work it out that Notre Dame can still largely benefit from its own NBC deal. I mean, I'm sure that the Big Ten would find a way to make that work. If it's the NBC would find a way to make it work too. Yeah. The property is so valuable, NBC, that if it makes them part of this deal, like if if Notre Dame during the conference pushes NBC over the top against CBS to get rights, yeah. then they will make it happen. Yeah. And that's I, I think a partnership that Fox would ultimately be fine with, right? Is is in, yeah, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, uh, as long as it's not Disney, I think that Fox is fine. Um, but this, uh, I think that this is as strong a pitch as, as any conference has ever been able to make to Notre Dame before. And from the the reporting, from the quotes that I have seen, anonymous or otherwise, it seems like Notre Dame is sort of reconsidering the value of being independent against how much fucking money this would net them. Because the value yeah. of independence is money, and this is more money. This is significantly more money. Well, I, I think I actually would push back the, the value of independence was money. I think the value of independence was like selling themselves as the national brand. They were the one school that was above the rest of it. They were truly national. Yeah. Everywhere you went is Notre Dame. I think that yields money, which is the ultimate goal. I, I, I would. I well, would... but their argument was they made less money by selling their own rights individually than they did as part of a conference. And I think that's actually like they've been made less money yeah. than Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State for like. 15 years in a row yeah it's a it's a at long, one point in time that was true the 90s you're right yeah it's, it's a long-term play i think it, it's it's uh, everything in college sports is about money um and this, this yeah. is a it's more of a you know it's a marketing play more than it is anything everything's else. in life is about money patrick yeah <laughs> in this country yeah um but uh yeah I, I i have a hard time seeing notre dame turn this down i just i i don't I struggle to grasp it too because like it's just, it's not even because it's like they can't say no to the deal. It's because like every school that cares about and is good at football is going to be forced into one of these two conferences. Pretty much, yeah. And they're not going to join the SEC, right? Like that. It's just like no. There's no. I know they have their own conflicts the Big Ten have for years, but like, come on, yeah. It's just not going to happen. 
Yeah, the the Big Ten is no longer conducting yearly papist hunts, and so I think that the Notre Dame is probably, <laughs> Notre Dame is probably going to get over it. Well, um, I don't know; those boys in Indiana still get a little bit rowdy. Well, but <laughs> they're holding it down for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, did I, I tell you my, our good friend Luke? Uh, he he is like he a papist hunter. <laughs> he, no, he grew up in rural Western Ohio. I think he said he knew like two Catholics in his county growing up or something. Okay. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like just a Protestant stronghold. Yeah, um, but he, he we came to college our freshman year, and uh, I've never been very religious. But one of uh, my roommate, I grew up Catholic. My roommate also grew up Catholic. Yeah, and went to Ash Wednesday. Got the ash on his forehead. Yeah, and Luke, uh, his name's uh, Ryan. Also, uh, Ryan came back. Uh, and Luke was like, what the fuck's in your forehead? Did you like get dirt on your forehead? <laughs> That's awesome. I remember that, that is how goddamn Protestant, like the, the rural areas of the Midwest are. Man, I remember the first time I ever encountered Ash Wednesday was when I was a freshman in high school because our science teacher was doing it. And we were like, what the fuck is that? What's going on with her? And then one of the other kids was like, oh, it's Ash Wednesday. And I was like, what is Ash Wednesday? So I, I guess it's uh, not just rural because New Albany also didn't have a whole lot of Catholics. Well, Columbus is Protestant as fuck. Yeah. Like, Cleveland and Cincinnati are pretty Catholic, I'd say. It's just basically the older your city is, the more Catholic it is. That's right. Right, like in the United States at least. Anyway, um, the Big Ten, yeah, sorry. Notre Dame. <laughs> no, that that was that was just as much um, my uh, my sidetrack. But Notre Dame will will I think get over its issues with the Big Ten if it means, you know, if it's either the Big Ten or the SEC. That that research funding, um, that branding that we talked about, Notre Dame really likes to brand itself as an East Coast program, and the Big Ten is quite a bit closer to that than the SEC is culturally. Um, just I don't think I really need to explain that. Uh, and it's it's why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just I see this as as inevitable. I think honestly, it probably breaks in the next couple of days that Notre Dame is going to join the Big Ten. It, yeah, well, there were uh, the one guy, one of the Pac-12 reporters reported that nothing's expect, no other Pac-12 schools expect to join the next, like, is at this moment expected to join, which is like a meaningless comment. But yeah, like, that's nothing. I, I don't think it matters. I don't know. I think it's still going to keep going. I don't know if it'll be this week or this month or whatever, but like the reason the Big Ten put these TV rights deals on hold, they're supposed to be finished in May, yeah. is to do this next round of conference realignment. Yeah, they want to get this done real quick. Yeah, I don't think they're going to sit at 16, right? Like if you can get paid with usc and ucla why would you not also try to get paid with the next four teams you want to have join you yeah um yeah pretty much so so the calculation basically uh, notre dame is an obvious shoe and there's there's and i think it's probably the last brand in college football except for clemson maybe florida state yeah that are not spoken for obvious shoe right like everyone else is already aligned somewhere like notre dame uh notre dame usc ohio state uh, Michigan, Penn State, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Texas, uh, Oklahoma. Tennessee, yeah, uh, like are like Notre Dame or like the A tier brands, Texas, right? Texas and Oklahoma as well. Texas, Oklahoma, of course. Thank yeah. you, good call. Uh, those are who you pay for, yeah. No matter what, the other B tier brands are still very valuable. A lot of people you want. I guess, I guess the question now is like, how fast can Ohio can, can the Big Ten and <laughs> Same thing, right? Ohio State, Big Ten, same thing. Yes, sure. Uh, how fast can the Big Ten and SEC gobble up the remaining A and B brands? Yeah. And and the and the, uh, I'll mention real quick the calculus here is a little bit different for these two because the SEC does not have the same affinity for AAU schools that the Big Ten does. So the SEC is able to go and get 
if it wants, a lot of these second-tier like ACC teams that we don't have listed because they're not AAU, right? There are a lot of but, bra- there are there are some brands that the the SEC and then even some of these these conferences that will be falling behind, like the Big Twelve, um, will be able to devour out of the ACC and 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 Pac-12 that the Big Ten just doesn't have a whole lot of interest in. I think I suppose the SEC's problem though is like the other remaining programs that are available that are attractive are full ACC grant of rights members that would owe hundreds of millions of dollars to leave the grant of rights. Yeah. Uh, so I think the SEC is almost handcuffed for like six, seven, eight more years. Like they don't have a next obvious move. Like unless you want to pick a big 12 team up, like unless you decide you want Baylor or something, which why would they? Which they don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this is their last move. Like maybe like Louisville, uh, even Louisville is a full member of the ACC. Like I, there's no one else available that like, yeah, makes any sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you could try to branch into the Pac-12, try to grab some of those guys, but that's it's yeah, just, Arizona it's, State and the SEC that actually would fit. Yeah, yeah, it's outside of that though. It's kind of a it's a weird fit. Yeah, you know? there's no one left that basically puts money in the SEC's pocket and is available contractually. Yeah. So the value the Big Ten has right now is that like there aren't any more A brands left there except for like Florida State and Clemson who are currently unavailable because of the contracts, but the B brands are abundant like there are several rebrands that fit the big uh, that fits the big Ten's footprint yeah. in terms of academics and culture and are available right now yeah uh, let's list these out pat yeah um, so, I, I think we got to start with the two obvious ones everyone is saying yes oregon and washington yeah the next two uh on the list the the two next best teams behind notre dame in terms of value for sure uh all of the other yes. ones that we have lifted are a i would say a tier or maybe two or three tiers below uh oregon and what, washington what makes are, oregon and washington top tier for you um they're very good at football and they have a lot of football fans and a lot of money i think <laughs> that's that's sort of the things yeah. that, that come to mind to me is at washington by the way is something i didn't include here in our notes they are the seventh highest uh, program in the entire country in research funding. Yeah, Washington is a tremendous university if, for for research, especially. Um, Oregon is is very good as well. I, I believe Oregon is also AAU. Oregon's like all right. Oregon's it, like fine. It's good. Uh, it's I mean it's, <laughs> it's Oregon's one of, like a mid level Big Ten program. It's like an Ohio State academically. Oregon is one of sixty three programs in the entire country that's in the yeah thing yeah that yeah. The Big which Ten I mean wants. not not to like a fucking stop here, but like being one of the top sixty three in the country means you're a mid level Big Ten team. Sure, um, but. But these two, I think, are, are easily a wrong among, above the, the rest in that they bring that, that academic value, but also they are historically very valuable football products. They have the ties, obviously, with USC and UCLA. They have a lot of pre-established connections with some Big Ten teams, right? Like, uh, you know, Ohio State and Oregon have played quite a bit. Washington and Michigan had a, a kind of a long-running, not rivalry, but uh, they would meet each other a lot in the 90s and 80s. Uh, there's a lot of really natural ties that make sense here, right? If the Big Ten is trying to establish these these new, you know, pieces of continuity that keep that keep the conference feeling like it makes sense and is an actual conference and not just a weird collection of teams that don't really have any ties. Um, USC being paired with Ohio State, uh, UCLA being paired with like Penn State or Michigan. Washington being paired with you know Michigan or Penn State again, and then Oregon getting in there with like a uh, like a Michigan, Michigan State. State, yeah, Michigan yeah. State. You can add Notre Dame in with Michigan, with uh, with Michigan State, with any of these teams, right? Notre Dame is a rival for everybody in the Big Ten immediately. That those are the games that matter. That's yeah, what pays the bills. That in itself is also 
valuable. I think, I, I think that that's, that's yeah. something that you get, you know, it's not as, not as, as tangible, but that is something that these top, that these conferences still want because those games are the big money games or the, the ones that people care about. And you have to keep some of that continuity to just, you know, cause you do. That's, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to explain it beyond you have to, because you have to. And that's, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about also like, Oregon, this doesn't matter a ton, but it matters a little bit. Oregon may have the richest man in the world who cares about college football on their side. Yeah, yeah. Oregon is is a brand that is much larger than it probably has any reason being because of its relationship with Nike and Phil Knight. But that's gone on long enough that I think a lot live in. Yeah, yeah. I, right? I would, yeah, I would agree. I, I think that the two are kind of inextricable at this point. Um, yeah, and they still have the Nike campus there and all that other shit. And like Oregon's grown as a state too. It was a lot of like. Anyway, the yeah. whole whole yada yada. Yes. But I think they make way too much fucking sense. They're very viable TV brands. They're excellent academically. They're excellent in research funding. Like they are, they fit, right? It fits yeah. to have more West Coast schools. Like it yes. makes sense to do that. Yes, both, uh, both of these fit. And that would put us, if we're including Notre Dame, that would put us at... That would put us at 19, 19. schools in the conference. Yes. So I, yeah, I don't know that we need to delve a whole lot more into Oregon and Washington. I think that that makes sense. I think that people understand why that makes sense. So, the only question is if they want it or not. Like, yeah. would they rather be big dogs in a smaller pond? And I think that's stupid. And I think their chancellors and university presidents will overrule it. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I think that the, the question, honestly, for me is more, does the Big Ten want them? Do they add enough to justify it for the Big Ten? Um, which I don't know. I Notre Dame certainly does. I don't know as much about Oregon and Washington. Um, I guess you'd need to add one more team to balance it out, but eh, I don't know. Uh, I guess you could just cut Nebraska or Rutgers or Maryland because they don't add anything at all to the conference, but that's a different conversation. That's a little, I mean, Nebraska's never going to cut. Nebraska's valuable from a viewership standpoint, but like, that's a good point, actually. But that's a topic for the day is like, if these conferences will add the ability to cut teams. Yeah. I mean, why not? You could just do that. <laughs> it's not like they're going to be short for cash. Just buy them out. Well, yeah, but then you got to pay money in lawsuits, and that's like a. I guess. It, uh, you know, the big, the, the, I don't know. I think I think it's a lot of money on lawyers to spend. That well, TV contracts about to be up. <laughs> Sorry, we forgot uh, to. We actually we accidentally forgot to uh, tell Rutgers what time we were meeting with the the Fox for the New Deal. Oh, so. Shit. Well, they <laughs> didn't make quorum. So damn, that's too bad. <laughs> Oh, Rock, Rutgers! It. You missed it, man. That's that's uh, man, that's a bummer. We really, we all were wondering where you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we texted you, but it wouldn't send. I, we yeah. couldn't get it to deliver. Yeah, I don't know what's going. The, is your phone all right? The, it was doing the green bubble. I don't know what was going on with that. You... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I lost your number. Actually, yeah. it might have been a different. Can you change numbers? <laughs> big Ten. The Big Ten just yeah. kicking out Rutgers would be such a funny day online. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I, that'll like this will happen in twenty twenty nine or whatever, and I'll be going back to my mentions yeah. from right now to be arguing with guys. That's good, guys. Like, hey, at New Jersey, Al sixty one, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hey, bud, how's the American treating you? Yeah. Um. All right. So, so the rest of these schools, the other AA universities, I'm just going to list them out generally real quick by conference. Yep. Um, starting with the ones that I think are least likely in the two conferences, they're not going to add a team from. And the SEC is Missouri, and the Big 12 is Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Missouri just has no reason to leave, right? They're doing well. Uh, why rock the boat? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they're a sure thing that the uh, Big Ten would take them anymore. They would have 10 years ago. I don't know if they would right now. Yeah, um, and that's. I think that it's it's even lack of interest here for, for both sides. Missouri is going to be making yeah. as much money anyway. The Big Ten, you know, what's the point? What do they add? 
you know. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas, if you think Kansas is a contender, and people have said this, it is because you don't understand the dynamics of college football realignment right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is it not... doesn't matter that Kansas is, a, is an AAU school and that Kansas has great academics. They have great basketball teams. They're like aligned regionally, whatever, like nearby. None of that shit matters unless you are good at football yes. and you bring value with football. Yes. What did we say at the beginning of this episode? That TV markets are no longer the thing. Uh, basketball is not the thing. The the thing here that these conferences are doing, they are adding AAU value, but they are also, most importantly, for, for the sake of this, just like the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas, they are adding football value. They are getting better at football. They are adding valuable yes. football products that Kansas just isn't. And there's a lot of teams on this list. Like, uh, we also have Duke here is, is top team in the ACC, I think is a similar case where it's just like, what do you bring? What do you do for football? You don't do anything. You've never been good at football. In fact, you hurt the conference. They are shrinking yeah. the pie if they <laughs> add Duke or Kansas. Like, yes. if you want to come in and join, there's what? Currently with USC and UCLA, there's 16 teams in the conference, right? Yeah. You have to be more valuable than number nine to join. Yeah. Yeah, you have to at least, you cannot, the pie cannot get smaller because you came in. You have to add at least as much as you are taking. Yes. Yeah. So it's what? I mean, like, in some order, most valuable teams in the conference are Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Penn State, top four. Yeah. Followed by what is the next tier is like Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan State, probably Nebraska, honestly, in terms of TV value. UCLA. I don't think UCLA is in the top eight, actually. I'm just kind of, I think they came because USC came. Yeah. Um, I don't know who would be eight then. Iowa, I guess. Maybe it is the maybe it is either maybe it's Iowa. I think Iowa um, and UCLA are pretty close. They're on a, they're on another tier below that. Uh, it's it's probably top four are on their tier of honestly top three are on the tier of their own. Then Penn State has a tier of its own, and then there's the the three you know Michigan State, Wisconsin, um, Nebraska, Nebraska, Iowa, UCLA. Those yeah. five are kind of equivalent. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So Oregon, Washington are I think somewhere in between the Penn State tier and that next tier. Yeah, I, I think they could uh, be they could be approaching the Penn State tier, which would be that's that's a no brainer, right? If you're if you can yes. get those guys, Notre Dame is in the top tier, obviously. These teams Kansas that we're talking, is in the fucking Rutgers tier, yeah, dude. Yeah, Kansas in the Rutgers yeah, tier. Yeah, that's the issue with these teams, and that's what we're talking about right now. Is like Missouri would be in the northwestern area, right? <laughs> Missouri is. It is, could be uh, Missouri with the right. Like in the Big Ten, when it was actually winning games, could be in the Iowa tier, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, but Kansas, but it's probably like the Minnesota tier. Yeah, but yeah. Kansas, we are assuming is going to continue to be bad at football for quite some time, right? It could be like we are very confident about Lance Leopold, and we think that he could work out there, which looks like six and six. That's not value. That's just not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not there. And they don't have fans, dude. No, no, yeah. they don't watch their games. Like none yeah. of that matters. Yeah. Like, so same I, thing with Duke, who's on this list, right? Duke, like you said, Duke doesn't have any fucking fans. No yeah. one cares about Duke yeah. football. Yeah. So we can think about all of these teams on those those sort of tiers. What do they add? Where do they fit in? I think we can cross Kansas yeah. out. I think we can cross Duke out. I think we can cross Missouri out sight unseen. I just I yeah, we can also just very quickly here cross out Georgia Tech. Yes. Yeah. So I know they're in Atlanta. I know they're a great academic university. I know they're not fucking getting cut. No. Uh so staying in the <laughs> ACC, I, yeah, I don't think we need to explain that. So staying in the ACC, next up we have uh three more that I think are all kind of in a similar place, I would think. I don't know if you want to push mm, that. I think one of these is not like the other. Okay, so we have North Carolina, Pitt, and Virginia. Which one is not like the other? Pitt, Pitt is has a lot of fucking money on research funding because that's medical school, yeah, and uh, UPMC uh, uh, system. But look, there are like 
to me on this list, I see maybe six viable programs, maybe seven yeah. that could be a fit. And only one of them pisses off another existing league member. Right. Yeah. Like if it comes down to that, like if, if it goes to a 2018 conference, I think Pitt would be it. Yeah. It makes sense. But like this Pitt add like, does Pitt add value of the other schools below it? Like, is Pitt more valuable than Minnesota? I would say probably not. Maybe in the same tier. Yeah. It's, like, down in that conversation. So, like, not to say Pitt's a better football, you know, maybe um, – you know, Pitt's a better football program, of course, than Indiana or Illinois or Northwestern or whatever. But, like, it's too small of a school in terms of alumni base. It doesn't give fans to games. Uh, that's it. Like they're good at football, but they don't have enough support. It's not big enough anymore. The city of Pittsburgh is shrunk. The Pitt fan base is shrunk. Yeah. Uh, it, it just doesn't work. Like, I, I don't think it makes enough sense. And like, I think North Carolina and Virginia are also probably not good enough at football, yeah. but North Carolina has the potential to be right. Yes. Yeah. Like I know Pitt just won the conference. North Carolina said it before the, you can talk yourself into North Carolina being a team that is a perennial juggernaut. And it's also one of the, five or six best public universities in America. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna cross out Virginia as well, partially because I don't think that it has the football value, partially because it's not going to be able to leave the conference without Virginia Tech, and the Big Ten does not want Virginia Tech. Um, that has been an yeah. issue for Virginia in the past, and I think will continue to be. It's been an issue for Virginia Tech as well. Um, that state legislature is not going to let that happen. Yeah, and I mean, like, let's be honest, UVA is the ACC. Yeah. Like, to me, that is the – I know people say North Carolina. To me, like, Virginia is the most ACCS team in America. Yeah, so I, I think that if, you know, Oregon and Washington say no for whatever reason, Notre Dame says no for whatever reason, uh, these teams could come back into play. Pitt, Virginia, North Carolina, right? North Carolina, I'm not going to cross off yet. I think that North Carolina – I, I think Carolina is one of the top contenders. Yes. I'm actually, gonna, after yeah. Oregon and Washington. I think they are, like, in the top two or three. Yeah, I agree. So, But, but Pitt, Virginia, um, I think are in that next – tier where they're not completely off the board like the other four that we that we mentioned you know kansas duke georgia tech missouri but they are certainly a tier below here in terms of value and and it would it would take some doing for the big 10 to get down to that level to the point where i just i don't know if they would even add any more teams right I yeah think that, the question the, the question is like are they doing it because they need a certain number of games and the sec goes to 24 teams right like if we're just doing two 2014 leagues or something like yeah. maybe they're in yeah yeah, that's well, that I, seems fucking crazy. Why would you do that? Yeah, I think that's fair. So, so North Carolina, I think, stays alive in this conversation as we move here to the Pac-12. Uh, and again, we're we're looking right now for one more team. Um, Pac-12 starts off with Arizona, uh, maybe or three more. <laughs> yeah, one or potential or potentially three more, depending on how big the conference wants to be, or if Oregon, Washington, or Notre Dame want in what yeah. in any number of things. We're, we're theoretically at seventeen right now. Yes. No, we're through like 19. Sorry. Yes. Yes. So we have space for one right now. Um, but again, these are all hypothetical. Uh, Pac-12, starting off with Arizona. I don't think Arizona is a valuable enough football product. I think that it's in the same place. I agree. As I agree. Um, um, I yeah. don't think it makes any sense to me. No, it doesn't really bring a, a natural connection or anything doesn't really have all that much to offer basketball is good but like we said that's not the point here um i don't think arizona has a whole lot of hope in this case and i don't know that it would want to not that it would want to i don't know that it would be allowed to go to a conference without arizona state and vice versa i think that those two are probably earmarked for the big 12 um if the if the pac-12 is collapsing too much sense yeah Yeah, if if the pac-12 is collapsing which honestly i don't want to say right now for sure that it is i don't know um i i think that 
it could it's certainly going to take a different form it could you know go big 12 mode and go grab a couple g5 teams and and stay alive um it will be different than it was but i don't want to say for sure right now that all of these programs are going to jump ship because i don't know that they all i don't know that a lot of them have a home i don't know that they have a place to go i don't i I, I also think some of these teams might be happier like i don't think they view san diego state and boise state and fresno as like same as you read about snobbiness academically, those are not schools that are comparable to these schools academically. Yeah. Like even I call Arizona state dumb. Like they are not comparable to like what Fresno state or San Diego state's putting out. Sure. Like if you're a Cal, if you're a Stanford, if you're an Arizona, you're a Utah, you're a Colorado, whatever, like you're thinking about, you're thinking every other school's already fought for football too. Right. So are you Yeah. just hang on to the academic piece at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Arizona, I think, is out. Cal, up next. I think Cal is an interesting one because it's not good at football, but it could be, right? Cal could be good at football. I think the bigger question is actually the fact that it's part of the UC system with UCLA. Yes. That's the more interesting piece to me. Also, But I still think uh, it's a great Olympics. It's a great Olympic sports school. It's in the grid region. I just think there's an unfortunate for them. There is a better version of this exact same idea in their own conference. Who is more valuable at Stanford. Yeah. Like if Stanford didn't exist, Cal would make a lot of sense, but Stanford's just upgraded Cal here. Yeah. It's, it's hard to justify Cal. Cause I just, what's the pitch, you know, what is the, you could just go get better Cal, right? Like that's uh yeah, I, I think that that's yeah. fair. And I'm curious. The only thing two... is if you think the UC system agreed to this because they would thought that UC Berkeley would be following UCLA. <laughs> Which would be really funny. <laughs> That would be a, a good bit. Um, yeah, I'm interested if Cal and Stanford are intertwined in some way. They're not technically, but these are certainly schools that have had connections in the past. Um, I would, if, if one of them leaves the other, that other one is fucking. Other one is not pleased them. about that. Yeah, they they are they are nonplussed. That is uh, that's not what you're looking for if you're Cal and one day you get a call <laughs> from Stanford just like, hey. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to be moving out right now today. I think I'm currently moving out. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. Hey, we can break the lease, right? <laughs> you you're, wanna, you're good on you're good on rent. Can I just month. take yeah. my name off of it? Is that that could be a big problem for you? But um, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. So next up, we're going to talk Stanford in, in a little bit more detail in a second. But next up, Colorado. Um, Colorado is very very valuable as a research institution. Correct. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Denver is also exploding population, especially since the pandemic. Yes. It has been for years. But, yes, Colorado is uh, a good state to be in right now. It's a good state to be in. It's a natural alignment with Nebraska, too, if you care about Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally don't care about yeah. that sort of thing, but if you do care Someone about that might. kind of thing. Yeah, maybe somebody out there cares about Nebraska. Who's to say? <laughs> uh, I think Colorado makes a lot of sense. I'm actually almost kind of viewing them. I I think they're on my short list along with the next two schools. We're going to talk about North Carolina, but I think that unfortunately for them, the same way Stanford's just better Cal. I almost think that Utah is just better Colorado. It's certainly better. It's certainly better run Colorado. I would say (laughs) it's like if Colorado had a direction or uh, interest in playing football or really much of anything good at all in the athletic side. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is tough that is tough to say but like I, the university of colorado is fucking cool. have you ever been there it's really cool uh i've seen pictures i need to i need to make it out sometime you should go boulder's yeah. a cool city it's a good place to spend a weekend yeah uh yeah i don't know dude um 
I just don't see it. Like I don't I don't see how it's hard for me to say how it works out for these guys. I don't know. Like if it's if the conference goes to twenty two, I think they're shoe in. Yeah. If, if it stays at twenty, I, I just can't see them beating out these other three schools. Yeah. So next up, Stanford. We we mentioned earlier as sort of supersized Cal. Um, I think that this is one of the most likely ones. If they're going to twenty, if they get Oregon and Washington, uh, you know, add Notre Dame as well. You have USC and UCLA. I think Stanford is a very very natural fit for for the last team in this conference. Yeah, there are some others, like, you can say, like, I think the only school we've listed of any of these that's an obvious football fit is Utah. Yes. uh, Which is clearly a football fit. And Stanford is good enough at football, historically. It's been a couple years, but, like, the last two decades, they've been good enough. They had a good run in the 80s. They've basically had a pretty good football culture for the last 40 years. Yeah. And only because of quarterbacks, really. <laughs> and, and a couple of white running backs with Toby Gerhardt and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, and so they'd, they'd fit in that, the Big Ten with that. They as well. are the best non Ivy university in the world. Yes. Or at least in, the, at least in America, I should say. Yeah. Um, that is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, if you're like if the, if they're calling up the Big Ten presidents and you're trying to explain to your board of regents you're saying no to Stanford's research money, uh-huh. that is kind of hard to justify. <laughs> yes, yeah. We talked earlier about the football tiers within the Big Ten. You have to be in a certain tier. There's also the academics tier, and Stanford would be, um, if not on its own, right up there with Michigan and Northwestern. Um, but, it's a, clearly had a Michigan. I think Northwestern might be in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. For me. yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. and also like. These freaks love talking about Silicon Valley. They love it. They love saying Silicon Valley. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. They just, they, uh, yeah, can't get enough of this stuff. So, yeah, I think Stanford is a very, very strong contender uh, for that last spot. And then last one here to talk about, um, and then I think we, I, I want to actually go through and try and make a couple predictions, maybe list these teams out in, in sort of a ranking for us. Uh, last one here, Utah. We've talked about sort of indirectly. Best football fit of the bunch, I think, by far. Um, very, very strong football program, historically and recently, would be quite the jump <laughs> to go from the Mountain West to the Big Ten in you know a decade in some cha- in some change. That's that's impressive. Uh, a lot of money here, a lot of fan investment. I think more than people realize. Growing program, one of the one of the faster growing programs in college football. Uh, I think as a football product, this is the best on the board, right? Yes. To me, yes. Um, yeah, you could say maybe Pitt. I don't know, Pitt, but like I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I've seen both teams. I've seen both teams play. So. But I, I sure wouldn't. Yeah, I uh, I mean I guess. <laughs> you could say that you could say this you could say that Utah and Kansas are on the same level. It's not true, but you could say it. <laughs> Here is I think we talked about Utah, right? It's, it's a good it's a good enough score academically. It's probably like of these we've listed, it might be like the worst, actually, maybe Arizona's probably worse. Uh, yeah, it's it's like the most skin of its teeth in the AAU of all of them. Yeah, but it's still like AAU school. It's still it fits in the there. Profile, it's good enough. Yeah, and it is probably the best football school of this next tier behind the, the Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington tier. Um, yeah, the question is: is Utah being good enough at football and good enough at academics enough to push it over the top versus Stanford, which is maybe good enough at football? but fucking incredible in academics. And like, that's a tough question to answer. I think those are the two it comes down to. I think North Carolina has an outside shot, but 
let me spin you a scenario. I know we're going to get to this in a minute anyway. Let me just spin you my scenario. Yep. What if the Big Ten <clears throat> has a flurry with Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, and Stanford and knows Utah will go join the Big 12, a damn good football conference? Yeah. They can watch Utah play the Big 12. They can watch uh, Cal and Colorado, whatever, play there. And they can watch North Carolina and Pitt and Virginia play in the ACC and know that they're in no rush to pick those schools off, right? They're just, you know, like until 2032. Yeah. Around 2031, only five years left the ACC deal. I think the Big 12 deal expires that year. They can wait until the next round of realignment, see if any of these schools are worth the money they're picking up for. Yeah. And add if they want to and take a two, three, four more. Why not do that, right? What's the rush? Like, they don't have a better offer on the table. Yeah. Like, fucking Utah is not going to the SEC, right? Like, uh, maybe North Carolina, well, that's a, that's a valid problem, but like the North Carolina or sorry, uh, the SEC is already going to get Clemson, Florida state, Miami anyway. So what if cares to get one more? Yeah. Uh, just watch them fight it out. Yeah. I think that that's fair. I, I honestly, I think you could kind of make the same case for Stanford, but I guess that if you're adding one round number, yeah, yeah. If you're adding one more, um, you might want they're probably just want to do a round number, right? You have nineteen teams. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that's so goddamn uh, dumb. But <laughs> so if we're if we're going through here, we're saying that Notre Dame, Oregon, and Washington are in. Um, how... Bo, you would appreciate. I know we're not on camera for everybody else, but how shiny my freshly shaved dome is right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's real. It's glistening. It's it's you're you're glowing. Um, Thank you, King. Yeah. Keep going. So, sorry. So if we're going through looking at these schools that we have rattled off. Um, how how do we how do we how do we rank these in terms of value in terms of who we think is is coming off the are board? Are we picking as us or picking as the Big Ten? Um, it's I mean they're interchangeable. We 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 think the same way. We are. We it, did it, use for Kevin Warren too. Yeah, right? yeah. We are in one. Uh, you know, us and the Big Ten. We believe all of the same things and operate the same way. So I, I think that uh, we'll say as the Big Ten, but everybody knows that we just believe the same same things. Um, so I think top of the board is stanford right that is fine i think it's my number one in one of the five viable schools i know we only scratched i think we scratched off two others that i would consider viable that are lower tier okay but, um so i think stanford number one it's and utah it, number two it's close yeah. yeah i think it's stanford number one utah number two it's going to come down probably to that decision would i think come down to president involvement at the schools right yeah. um how satisfied are the presidents of these schools with Notre Dame, with Oregon, with Washington, USC, UCLA? Is that enough to, you know, justify making a, a largely, not a football only, but a, a football driven move instead of an academic driven move with Stanford? Uh, I don't know, but I, I think that that's the way that it breaks down right now. Number three. And, and also worth considering too, by the way, that Stanford does as another team that plays an annual game with Notre Dame. That's yes. uh that is yet another consideration. That, yeah. Like if they are just trying to corner Notre Dame and make it like give them no reason to say no, like Stanford is the obvious pick. Yeah. I think it's I think that makes it the far away obvious pick. Yeah, if, that... if you consider the motivation is Notre Dame, then yeah. Which it else? seems like it is. It seems it seems like Notre Dame is sort of the uh the thing that the Big Ten has been going after here. So number three I think is North Carolina, right? Uh, well, in the grand scheme, yes. This round of alignment, obviously, they're unavailable. Yeah. Um, so. In the grand scheme, yes, Carolina's number three. And I would say Colorado's my number four. Okay. Yeah. And another unavailable team. And I'd actually – damn, am I talking myself into Pitt number five? I think Pitt actually is, like, the best shot. I guess. Number five. Yeah, the rest of them kind of feel um, 
I don't know what the word is. Uh, what's the point? Repetitive, right? You know, why, yeah. why have Stanford and Cal? Why have, you know, uh, I guess why have the, the pitch? The pitch for Pitt is like, yeah, why have Pitt if you have Penn State? Yeah. The pitch for Pitt is they have the single largest university hospital system anywhere in America. Yeah. Which is that is the argument on behalf of Pitt. And like, that's a lot of fucking money. They also have a pretty good robotics lab, is my understanding, which I don't really, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. uh, Keep it to yourself. (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to hear about it. I have a don't ask, don't automate policy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, stay the hell away from us. I don't want to hear it. And I would say the last thing I consider viable is Cal. And it's just like, I, I, I guess the last option just because of the UC connection. But like, what do we do? We're getting to 25 teams in a conference. Like, come on. Like, yeah, we should just be in hell at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's all fair. I think that, that probably next one up would be like Virginia. Um, but at that point you're, you know, yeah, we were talking about a 28 team conference, that kind of thing. And that's just not <laughs> likely. So, yeah. I mean, like if we are, I mean, like, look, if you ask me on a podcast to build a 30 team conference, I'll do it. I'm going to have a great time. Doing yeah. It too. Yeah. I spent, I spent a good chunk of this morning making entirely new conferences for college football. <laughs> it's, this this is, is probably the most, this is probably the most embarrassing thing I do, but when I can't sleep, if I'm like on a, like a, a road trip or whatever, and I can't fall asleep. Yeah, I will just make up fake conferences on my phone to like until it puts me to bed. Love that. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's so easy to lose an entire morning doing this kind of thing because it's just so fun to game out, right? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. get to, I get to shape all the divisions and everything. I can do geographical, I could do it by history. It's it's uh, like, oh, what if they play pods? Oh, what if they designing an <laughs> what entire would the playoff ske- system be? Yeah, what if de- we called up North Dakota State? Oh, <laughs> designing a pod scheduling system for the the two, five, fifteen slash line <laughs> Twitter just no reason oh uh, it's soothing it's good for my brain um yeah so I think that that's fair so if if we're assuming that Notre Dame Oregon and Washington are all included the last team that we are that we are guessing would jump in is Stanford if those teams are not included um I think that it might be a moot point i think that they might just not add anybody right now if those guys are not jumping in but if they do if they want to go up to 20 for whatever reason i think that the teams that we are guessing would be in that are stanford utah north carolina and colorado in that order all right Fair. i think i agree with that i think that's my number uh, i will say i would prefer me as a human being i would prefer utah over stanford yeah i would but too. i don't think that will happen yeah, I I, uh, I agree with all that. I think that's uh, it's a better football fit. I think honestly, it's just a better thing to have. I I like Utah more than than Stanford. I don't really like Stanford. I think it's just I don't know as a football product, not very important anymore. But uh, if, if question for you, Patrick, just hypothetical. Yeah. If you were given two options, okay. Let me, let me put that out for you. The Big Ten right now, after adding USC to UCLA, adds Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, Stanford and then stays pat until like the next round of realignment in 2030 or at which point it, you know, evaluates the ACC and whatever is available. Yeah. Or the big 10 right now adds Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Utah, and Colorado go to 22 teams. Yeah. Which scenario do you prefer? Um, if you're a fan of the big 10, if you imagine yourself in those shoes, uh, the 22 one, I I think that that's getting Utah in the mix is, is very valuable for me. Football wise. I like the Colorado Nebraska tie, even if it's, you know, 
neither team is any good. Uh, I like the idea that they could eventually <laughs> be good by building off of that rivalry. I like that Utah would be connected in with that as well. Um, I think it adds a little bit more balance to the East and the West of that, that league, adds a little bit more connection to USC and, and uh, UCLA, yeah. so they're not just out on an island. Um, I would prefer... Basically gives you eight traditionally Western schools, the seven Pac-12 plus Nebraska. Yeah, I would I would prefer that. I mean, I mean even at that point, you could start to slip in Iowa into that conversation, start to slip in Wisconsin and Northwestern, and then just like that, we're at eleven or twelve, right? And then you can you could do a pretty easy spot. Yeah, yeah. You probably you probably do Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, make it eleven on the west and eleven on the east. Mi- yeah, Minnesota is. is I, I'll clarify what I meant to say. <laughs> I misspoke. It said Northwestern, but I meant Minnesota. Um, I honestly never mean to talk about Northwestern. I don't. I never yeah, do it on purpose. Yeah, if I do it, it's always on accident. Um, yeah. So I I think that that would be that would be the. Uh, the the way that I do it. I have a I have a question for you as well. Um, okay. I'm picking three teams here: uh, Colorado, Stanford, Utah. Fuck Mary Kill. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm. Hmm. Here's the thing: a lot of guys on the internet nowadays. Yeah. They're talking to you about trad wives. Uh huh. That ain't me, brother. Okay, I would see uh, the, the interesting thing with Utah is that that opens up the possibility you could marry five or six other programs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that is a good point. However, guy like me, I like the kind of girl uh, has some tattoos. Looks uh-huh. like she's probably gotten into some fights before. That's kind of my kind of woman. Yeah. Uh, so I am fucking Colorado. <laughs> I'm marrying Stanford because I would like to be a stay-at-home podcaster. That's right. <laughs> and I am killing Utah. Uh, because I don't think they're fashionable. Okay. Yeah. You, you were, you were, you, you had your, um, your, your, your trigger code and your brain activated by listening to the Utah True Anon podcasts. And so you, you've gone in, you've gone out there and you're <laughs> Those are actually down still the like, you I wasn't doing uh, that. They're good. There, they're good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's fair. I am kind of curious. We won't dive into this too much. I'm kind of curious where these teams who don't get in are going to go because I, I don't know if they're going to stand pat in the in the Pac-12. I think some of them might, but two of these I'm looking at, and I, I just I don't know why you'd do that. I think that there's a better football league for you that makes sense geographically, that makes sense football-wise, that will have better football. Uh, Utah and Colorado, go to the Big 12. Go to the Big 12 today. Go to the Big 12 right now. You mean they should, if they were offered a membership, go to the Big Twelve anyway? Yes. Instead of this, Come on. instead of the, no, not not instead of the Big Ten. I'm saying it, oh, okay. it, right now, if the if we're assuming that the Big Ten does not get to them, right? If we're saying that Stanford it, gets I, the call instead, go to the Big Twelve. We we're gonna have to do it's obviously not feasible tonight. We're gonna have to do a full episode about just what the fuck is going on next. And yeah. Once we figure out who else the big 10 is taking, if it's anyone, I, it has, there has to be more coming. You think once we figure out what this is, then talking about what this means for the ACC, big 12 pac 12 and like the top of the G five. Mm-hmm. Damn dude. It, yeah. It's going to be like, look, it's fucked up. I'm not saying it's good for the sport or, or like for us, but it is going to be fun and exciting. Yeah, and I, like I, I will say, like I'm a sucker for the Rose Bowl, and I do, I, I do kind of like the idea of you know, of a Rose Bowl affiliated conference that just fucking plays for the Rose Bowl every year. Like you have a, a Pac-12 division and a Big Ten division, and they just play for the Rose Bowl. Like that sounds. And the Big great. Ten championship is the Rose Bowl every year. Oh, God, I love the Rose Bowl. <laughs> People, but here's the thing. Here's the problem: is that one guy, the fucking. Uh, 
LA Times guy was tweeting that SoFi Stadium is now to be a contender. I saw for the that. Pac- yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I, Big Ten championship. You have to imagine that Ohio State's very happy about getting two more teams in the Big Ten who are afraid to play in the cold. They finally have some some, some friends. <laughs> this was all fucking Ryan Day and Gene Smith's team. <laughs> that pussy ass, soft ass coach was like finally oh weaseled his way into playing indoors. Yeah, yeah. Liberal West Coast head coach Ryan Day. That's how we get him fired. Is we start painting him as like gra- he's like uh, you know. Best friend of Gruesome Gavin, Ryan Day. You can't get oh enough from California. <laughs> He's relocating the Bucks to South Florida, to South California. I, uh, I heard Ryan Day was uh, eating with a mask on next to Gavin Newsom. Yeah, yeah. If you're in line to vote out Ryan Day as Ohio State's head coach, stay in line. <laughs> We're going to be like that guy, that long-haired freak who's, like, signing up Republican voters. Have you seen that guy in the replies? Um, no. He's, he's, like, he's like six foot five, and his hair goes down to his ass like a trad wife, and he's just, like, this this little worm who just signs people up to vote. That's what we're going to do for getting Ryan Day out of office at Ohio State. Because but how's he doing it in Twitter replies? He's sending, like, digital No, I'm saying, he, no, he's, like, going out and, and doing it in real life, but he's always in people's replies talking about how he does this. He's just, it's like Where's Scott, he at? It's like Scott. Scott Pressler or something. I don't know what his name what's is. What's his address? What does that address? <laughs> what's his house look like? <laughs> um, but uh, that's what we're going to do for getting Ryan Day fired for being a, uh, a West Coast elite liberal. Um, yeah. And uh, and for, for ruining the Bucks' uh, good name. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing we can do as Ohio State fans. We just need to pack the chancellors, the board of chancellors. Uh-huh. If we just pack the board of chancellors and overrule the filibuster, we, we can get rid of Ryan Day and circumvent the legislature. We got to get Nevada Buck running for the fucking board of trustees. <laughs> got to get our we got to get our guys on the on the fucking school council. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to make me rich. You need to make me a billionaire so I can run Ohio State with the right fans mindset. If I this is my promise to you. If I ever somehow become a billionaire, mm-hmm. I will not. The day I become a billionaire, I will stop working and I will dedicate all of my time to controlling Ohio State football with an iron fist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not a joke, by the way. I think no, you know I that know. about me as a human being. If no. I ever get that rich, I will stop being anything to work. Yeah, and just try to become the GM of Ohio State yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. You would go full night mode immediately. That's the only thing that oh, you would have yeah. any interest in doing is that you would play the NCAA video games in real life with Ohio State. In fact, this is making me want to become. I'm going to get CEO <laughs> money mindset just from the, the possibility I could do this. Oh man. <laughs> meet the meet the uh, the newest billionaire running Ohio State football. It's this crazy guy. <laughs> just, just, just it's what? that picture of me with the slice of pizza and the cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it's where you're holding it backwards. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'll I'll send us the podcast. I don't give a shit. Uh, a woman on Hinge today uh, liked that picture of me. Let's go. Uh, Right out of the gate, she said, could you give me an in-person tutorial on how to do backhanded smoking? Let's go. That's, you know what, you're improvising in the space. You're, 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 uh... People respect innovation, Patrick. Yeah, you're disrupting the, the cigarette smoking industry. <laughs> <laughs>
People in Silicon Valley are terrified to learn how to smoke cigarettes correctly. My way. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's how you're going to make your money. Is you're going to teach guys in Silicon Valley how to smoke cigarettes, and they're going to pay you thousands of dollars for this consultation. Yeah. It doesn't can't... matter if you're five foot five and you smell bad. And you've never talked to them before. If yeah. you just start smoking cigarettes, she will fuck you. Ryan, this is this is how you make your millions. This is how you make your billions. <laughs> is that that you know jewels are going to get banned. You can't smoke jewels yes. anymore. You're going to teach Silicon Valley guys and podcast guys how to smoke cigarettes. Well, unfortunately, honest, they are making it low nicotine cigarettes, so you won't be able to smoke an entire pack at a time, which is a skill I can teach you. Well, and they're going to have to pay, you know, extra for you to go get the packs too. You're going to buy, you're going to bring the packs to them, and they have to pay a surcharge on the packs, and so that's well, how you're I'm running money. a pack delivery service yeah. plus a coaching program, yeah, and then I also sell an online course. Yeah, and it's, it, your business is, of course, called Pack Watch, and <laughs> no it's Pack Watch. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, here's the thing, dude, it works. Yeah. Yeah. This the Ryan system. <laughs> you need to lose weight, smoke more cigarettes. You want to start looking cooler, smoke more cigarettes. That's, You're worried yeah. about your bad hygiene. Like you smell like body odor, smoke cigarettes. They won't be able to smell it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you worried that your new Hawaiian shirt doesn't look very good on you? Just smoke a cigarette and suddenly it does. It will like, look that's, cool. that's just how it works. I don't know what to tell you guys, but, uh, anyway, oh, you're tired of shaving your head every day. You want to get the hair to fall on your head. Just start smoking cigarettes. <laughs> a long-term play this whole this whole podcast is about long-term plays and that's the longest term play of all you, you want to get good at playing cards you don't have a reason to do it buy a pack of cigarettes play cards smoke the whole thing indoors. yeah yeah it's time to become next to the... a baby next to a baby too yeah of course you have to bring the baby around with you and we also do you you provide the baby you can you know, <laughs> ryan's baby service rent the baby yeah rent the baby <laughs> I, I can't I, I promise this magic there's already somebody renting out babies in silicon valley <laughs> Oh man, but yours are only for recreational purposes. <laughs> these are purely recreational babies. You cannot use these well, babies oh, professionally. Which head coach in the Big Ten is most likely to have done in Jarena Crow? <laughs> oh my god, we gotta end the show. <laughs> Anyway, USC and UCLA are heading to the Big Ten. This is the only conference where you can. This is the only podcast where you can get the exact information on that in this specific way. You're not going to get it anywhere else, folks. It's at Field Flipping on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. He's at B1G underscore Ryan. Uh, he's also on Hinge. If you want to find him on there, if you're a Brooklyn woman, you, listening you can also to this. find me in Brooklyn having four beers. Yeah, yeah. At any given time, Ryan could be in Brooklyn having four beers. Uh, we will see you guys next week with the uh, the the long-awaited the news with the news the long-awaited q a show that we that we have been uh we have been hyping up for 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 months it's on our it's on its way uh so we will talk to you guys then